Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we are going to finish the review that we started in the last episode. If you did not catch that, be sure to go back and listen to it before starting this episode. But without further ado, let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. How it all came full circle. Somebody else said, we fought to do something other than cleaning the house, but tell me why I'm still doing it. Good point. Other person said, should have fought a little less hard. And then there were a lot of people who were saying, like, we wanted the opportunity to do it, but I didn't want to be forced to do it. That's the government's fault. Huge taxes, making it impossible for people to live off of a single income. Blame them. Now, like I said, six million views. There were articles written up about this TikTok, like working woman cries and asks why we fought so hard for women to get jobs in the first place. I am so tired. I relate right now, girls. It's been a long week. Now, this even made its way to the men's rights subreddit, which is just always a trip and so interesting. But this person says, imagine having someone voluntarily work 60 hour work weeks for you, providing for your every need and want. While the only expectation is that you cook a clean and care for the children. And considering that slavery and oppression, even just reading that paragraph is just shocking to me because how- Hmm, I, uh, she's immediately, the, the, the way she's coming across here is she's, she's talking, she's, she seems to be aiming this video at women and saying basically, uh, prior to modern day, you didn't have as bad as you think you did. But I would say a, a, something that we need to address, particularly as this, this show is for young men, ages 18 to 22. Um, we, about 80% of our listeners fall in that category is that we need to realize that we were the first to leave the home in favor of work outside of the home. A long time ago, and it's almost an, in an era forgotten that many people don't, you know, think we almost have forgotten that it existed, is that it's an era where the family worked together in order to stay afloat. The family worked together in order to grow their own food. The family worked together in order to build their own homes. The family worked together in order to raise their own farm, raise their own cattle, raise their own livestock, raise their own sustenance. And if you didn't have a family, not only could you not do those things, you, you not only could you not do what it took to stay alive, um, but there was no going outside of the home to get 
a living. There was no livelihood outside of the home. What you did was you basically had to do it. There was a time in this country, uh, covered wagons and Pa Ingalls and Laura Ingalls and Little House on the Prairie time period, when you actually had to work as a team in order to keep your keep bread on the table, keep a roof over your head. And I think we've totally forgotten about that. And that all changed when men, not women, when men left the home during the Industrial Revolution to make to make a living outside of the home. And what that did is and at the cost of their time, they gave companies their time. And then those companies gave them a livelihood in exchange for their time. And, and what that did was, yes, you're still making a living, but you're no longer able to spend as much time with your family as you possibly could. Right. And I'm not saying there's terrible things. There, there are good things about modern living. We have a lot more modern conveniences now. We have air conditioning. We have a lot better housing. We have running water. These things are amazing that, that they didn't have a long time ago. Um, and I'm not saying that all the changes have been bad, but I am saying one of the consequences of those changes is that men lost time with their spouse and lost time with their children. Okay, and then fast forward a couple decades later, quite a few decades later, and suddenly women are now doing the same thing through the women's rights movement. They are exodus. Their, their exodus from the home is beginning. And then a couple of years later, the children also leaving the home because suddenly if you have neither mom and dad home and you can't afford a nanny, you have to have somewhere to put your kids throughout the day. So daycare, public school, which is glorified daycare, uh, started to become not only a national norm, but a government institution. So now we have government institutionalized child care throughout the day that ends at three o'clock um, so that parents can go to work, both of them can go to work. We're basically enabling and encouraging people, the fam members of the family, to spend as much time as, as possible away from one another. And you might begin to wonder, well, Seth, this all sounds kind of doom and gloomy. What's your solution? And I would say we have to intentionally seize the moments that we do have. You can't always create a huge social reform and get all your time with your family back, right? But what you can do you can pick a career that enables you to spend as much time with your family as possible. I chose to be a teacher. I chose to be a teacher for a number of reasons, but at the top of the list was the fact that I got weekends off, that I got every government holiday off, that I got every summer off. Three months out of the year, I don't even go into work. I mean, I chose that field primarily close to the top of that list so that I could spend more time with my family. Secondarily, because I believe that investing in the next generation is one of the best things you can, you can do with your life. Um, and that, it, you know, children are the next generation. Um, giving them your time, investing in the life of a child is one of the best things that you can do with your time. So you, my point is that you can choose fields that enable you to spend as much time as possible with your spouse. And I'm not saying everybody should become a teacher at all. I'm saying that you should choose a field, not that, not that, pays you that's great pay is great but not that not primarily for the pay factor but instead for the factor of how much time can i spend with my family my loved ones and those closest to me and and my community as well those are questions that we have to ask ourselves um if we want to have uh, better relational lives so let's see what brett cooper says uh, in response to this hi guys this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question how have we been conditioned to believe that being taken care of and tending for your home and playing with adorable, cute little children that you birthed, that you created is slavery. 
how like how did they reprogram us to believe that anyway this guy goes on even more these same women refuse to date a man who would willingly stay home and do the same so they don't even want role reversal they want to be just as miserable as men are and they'll call it equality congratulations and welcome to the consequences of your choices you've played yourself that line is so good in there they just want to be as miserable as men are i think the better line would just be they want to be as miserable as possible because that gives them fodder that gives them ammunition to be as angry and rabbity feminist Something here that I would say there, she's saying, um, she's she's still harping on the fact that, that, that women had it good a long time ago, and there were serious problems with back then as well. Uh, I do agree, though, that they had the upside of be, spending, being able to spend more time in the home. And I think that is an upside for men as well. And I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not lazy saying that. I will get up every day and go to work to support my family. But I'm saying that ideally, I wouldn't, ha I shouldn't, I would not like to do that. I would like to spend as much possible time as possible with my wife. And that's not a lazy thing, thing to say. I'm not saying I don't want to work. I'm just saying that I, I value my relationship with her more than I value anything that the workplace gives me. You know, uh, money. Uh, relationships with coworkers, uh, relationships with my students, things like that. All those things are wonderful. But in the end, I value my relationship with my wife more than all those things because she matters more to me than anything, any, any individual uh, other than Christ, right? So, I mean, it, it really just, it comes down to what you want to spend your time on, guys. Uh, it really does. And I would encourage you again, spend your time on a career that enables you to provide for your family, put bread on the table, keep the lights on and a roof over your head while still allowing you to spend as much time as possible with your family. That's why I'm so big now into these investment opportunities that are available to young people. And I've been reading a lot of books on passive income and what it's like to be able to literally get paid for doing nothing other than setting up your business and watching the machine run. I mean, guys, that is a powerful idea that more people, I would say, need to be educated on today. If we taught young people how to do that, if we taught people, young people how to use uh, supply and demand and capitalism in their favor and money in their favor. If we taught them how to handle money and create their own streams of income that don't require their eight hour day. I mean, th imagine the possibilities guys, imagine the possibility, uh, for example, of, of owning an apartment that you rented out to people and all you had to do was uh, maintain the property. And, and you really wouldn't even have to do that. Once you've got the property established and paid for, you can pay somebody else to maintain the property and you just get to sit back and watch the, the, the money flow in. I mean, guys, these are, these are real world situations. What if I got this show to the point where I could actually literally just sit in my living room and record and talk and do what I love doing for like three hours a day, two hours a day and make ad revenue or through marketing partnerships that allowed me to make money with minimal effort. These things are powerful, guys. What about investing in real estate, uh, flipping houses? Oh, that is, I will grant, that's a lot of work. But in the end, if you get good enough at it and you subcontract people, you can do it for you know less effort on yourself. I mean, it, something that I've noticed about a lot of the wealthy people in my life, friends, is that they know how to get money while not giving as much time at, to that to that money-making endeavor as the average person. So rich people know how to make money without working so long and hard that, that making that money is not worth it and that they have no time with their family. Guys, if we can teach people how to do that, that is like the most undervalued skill and piece of knowledge that I find in the workplace today, in the world today, in any educational opportunity today, is how do I make money without, with while spending the least amount of time in unpleasant situations as possible and as much time as possible with 
those things in my life which matter most, namely my marriage, my family, my relationship with God. Um, how can I spend more time with God? How can I spend more time with my spouse? How can I spend more time with my children, more time with my community while still accumulating wealth? If you can answer that question, guys, you are going to have a wonderful, wonderful life. And that is a question that I think we need to be asking ourselves more. How do I do that? How do I do that? And figuring out how to do that, you'll be shocked. It's hard. How, figuring out how to create streams of income that don't require your constant attention is very difficult. But I would argue it's it's an endeavor that a lot of people, once they get that, uh, you know, they live a great life. They love it. Uh, and I would say that it's something worth striving towards. So why are women leaving the workforce? I, I'm not content that it's just because they're sick of working. I'm not content that it's just because they're sick of working, Brett. I'm, I, I would actually want women and men to begin pursuing other means of making money so that they can spend time, more time, more of their finite lives on what matters most, their relationship with one another and their children. That's what I would really like to see. You shouldn't be leaving work because you hate work. You shouldn't be leaving work because you're lazy. You shouldn't be leaving work because you uh, just don't want to do it and you would rather be miserable and have nothing. You should be leaving work and pursuing other means of making money in an attempt to spend more time on what matters most. That's the position of the show, guys. And I hope you guys uh, see the value in that and see the potential in that. If we can only unlock that, if we can only do that, we will have, I would argue, much better lives. And guys, I hope you've enjoyed this reaction video. If you have, reach out and let me know what you thought. Through the link in the show notes, you can send me a personalized audio voice message. Give me questions, comments, feedback, anything at all. I love to hear those. It makes me feel super connected to you guys as audience members, and it makes the podcasting system two-way. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast, podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post. Thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.